Welcome back to Dead Car Pod. I'm Jenna, and this week I am so excited to welcome on a very special guest that I've been dying to talk to. Please welcome to the podcast, Brittany Thailand. Er, Highlander. Highlander. You Highlander. It. Jesus Christ. It's like it's like the place but spelled different. You got you nailed it. Nailed it. Got it in you one thousand times. Lord, how embarrassing. Well, you know what? I'm gonna keep this all in because we're besties and at this point, through hell and high water, we got to this point through Zoom. <laughs> Please welcome to the podcast, Brittany Thailander. Hi, Angel. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I am tickled. I'm so happy to be on right now. I have just been like prepping and like making mental, not like physical notes, but mental notes all day about all the different things I wanted to talk to you about because (laughs) boy, was this last episode something. It truly was uh, something. Oh boy, y'all, we're going to get into it all. But before we do that, let's talk about Brittany. So Brittany, if you don't just like know the name off the top of your head, because like I didn't know it off the top of my head, apparently five seconds ago, (laughs) Brittany is the lovely lady who was just sitting in her car one day, pulled out her fucking phone, hit record on TikTok and made a TikTok where in which she applied to be on The Bachelor did a good job. I think we all learned a lot about you. You're gorgeous. But then we found out that you happen to be fat. And apparently that is like not an okay thing on this show. Who would have guessed? I wouldn't you know, have spent <laughs> the last year of my life dedicating, screaming that into void. And your yes. TikTok went viral. And yeah, so much has happened since then. Like, oh my God. <laughs> When I tell you, it was one of the wildest weeks of my entire life. I was fully feeling this. I don't know if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I was feeling this Valentina fantasy just by like considering it. I was having discussions with my boyfriend of like, can our love withstand this? Like, do I go do this? You know what I mean? Is this this what we, uh, is this what we're we're going to have to deal with together and we we decided we're too codependent and we absolutely could never you know fair 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 yeah I was like texting you and was like we were talking about how the show actually called you and <laughs> then you were like yeah but I have a boyfriend and then <laughs> and I just was like and so to you I was like and and what like I mean literally uh was it um Zed <laughs> What is his name? Um, wait, that's not his name. Was it? Is it Zed? Jed. Jed. Why did I call him Zed? That's such a funny name. Oh, I thought you said Jed. Okay. Yeah. Jed. Whatever. Jed. Zed. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was a piece the tall of shit. guy with the scruff. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Eric. Fucking last season. Eric. Sure. Um, and honestly, one of the highlights from my week of Bachelor Nation fame was that Cassidy Timbrooks followed me. And yeah, didn't she have a side piece at home? Because yeah. every smart gal should. Yeah, I do remember that now. Yep. <laughs> she follows me now on Instagram. And she's liked a couple of my pictures since we've started following each other. She's great. We love Cassidy. What an angel. What a supportive queen. Love you, Cassidy. Bestie. (laughs) 
it, it's just so funny, you know, that shouldn't stop you, but I understand why it is going to stop you because of the codependency and well, also I just love him so much. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just like not watch survivor with my boyfriend every night. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I mean, sure, I could, like, be jet skiing in the Bahamas or going on a bestie date in London, mm-hmm. but I would kind of rather just order Grubhub with my boyfriend while we have the MTV retro movie, uh, like, music videos playing in the background, just wow. getting, like, very baked and um, eating popcorn with nutritional yeast on it. Like, what else? The true fantasy. That's heaven. (laughs) The true fantasy. The true fantasy. Let's talk about this video a little bit, though. It went viral for a handful of reasons. You know, this topic of fat representation on the show has been been going on for years and years and years. And it's been a problem since the start. And it's just continuing to build momentum and the way that people are talking about it. And it's, like, unavoidable now. Like, everyone is talking about it because it's so just glaringly obvious of their priorities you know and like in the video you also say you know you've never done any blackface and they you you know so brave of me so brave of me honestly yeah and you joke that you know it's a prerequisite for them and I mean obviously I want to make the the clear note that the racism issues in the franchise and the fat phobia is- issues are not against each other. Where it's all a circle of intersectionality and the ways in which the show continues to be uh, just full of bigotry. But you were making a point of just like the way that they go about their casting and their priorities, you know, seems so yeah. off base and like, yeah, just it, it's wild. And so it, it really hit people because they think it, you know, you just like made that really snap like in your face like fuck you to the show and people just like I, yeah really really globbed onto it for good reason but it's just wild you know every time that the bachelor is parodied on saturday night live or anything the biggest joke and the reoccurring joke for all of it is that all of the contestants are these interchangeable white people essentially mm-hmm. yeah. that are named you know Hannah B Hannah C Hannah G and it it's there's a point where it's a joint a joke and then there it becomes something that's just like so ingrained Mm -hmm. and you know representation matters I know I know I am fully aware that it is a stupid little reality dating tv show Mm -hmm. but at the same time it is it takes one of the top spots out of all networks and Mm -hmm. It makes so much money for ABC. It's not going anywhere, no matter how bad it is. It Mm -hmm. is the cockroach in, you know, the end of the, the end of times. It will not die. Mm -hmm. We will be, we will be in bunkers and they will, will still be flying to Taiwan or wherever they need to get like a, a good drone shot. They're going to make it happen. I mean, listen, we proved we can do a rose ceremony through zoom. So we don't need. I thought I escaped. I thought I escaped, but we will. We should never forget <laughs> our humble beginnings three years ago. Absolutely, and right around this time, things started getting a little. Uh, hey, hey, what? Oh, we we have to go inside and not go anywhere. Okay, um, truly, this is gonna change things. Yeah. 
I, but yeah, you absolutely nailed it. This has been like an ongoing thing since the beginning of the show and how they, and when they do talk about um, being people being fat, you know, earlier on in their life or whatever, mm-hmm. it's always has a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Bob Guinea, for example, on mm-hmm. Trista season, he was a lovable dad bod guy, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't become the bachelor until he lost some weight. So mm-hmm. it's just this ingrained thing that um, constantly reminds fat people that fat people are undesirable and um, unlovable. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so stupid. I think it's yeah. really silly and um, lazy. Yeah. I think absolutely. it's lazy most of all. Yeah. And I think that it's not creative. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And you hit it perfectly. And this is something we talk a lot about in the campaign is it's it's twofold the attack that's happening. Um, it's just the flat out exclusion. You know, um, it's just the flat out just removing opportunities, monetary, you know, capital for the fat community, or, you know, opportunities, all these different things. Um, but it's that in conjunction with the only storyline we ever see is that fatness is traumatic. And I think it's just like if it were just the exclusion that would suck, but you know, say la vie. We've been excluded from many things in our life as fat individuals, but like it's the continued like kicking it that you know you are unlovable when you were fat, and it's just so messed up. And it's ignorant that the show can continue to play naive to it because they're not. They absolutely know that they have uh, been doing bad. Maybe for many years they were in the, in the, you know, dark about some of it, but they aren't anymore. They absolutely know about the campaign. They know about the conversation at large and they know about you and the popularity of everyone being pleased past this woman or women like her or men like who are in larger bodies. Like I said, it's just so lazy. We see shows like love is blind have successful relationships. I mean, barely. It's only in its third season. Yeah, true. But I feel like her her presence on the show mm-hmm. was never so much wrapped up in. It was just like touched on because it's important, and then yep, it, it moved, moved on. on from there. Absolutely, you know and I, I mean? and I agree, and I, I think that that was a great example of how it should be done. You know, to a pretty close. I agree. It doesn't yeah. need to be this entire thing that makes people become this one thing you know people are multifaceted Mm -hmm. and have lots of layers to them and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm more than being fat and that's why when anybody calls me fat as an insult it I'm lucky that it doesn't make me feel any sort Mm -hmm. of way because it's like and what (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I mean I hope and I I I really am a big fan of the body positive movement Mm -hmm. um I'm definitely in the camp of just um neutrality neutrality is yeah we are too the best for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) it works but it works best for me and I think I needed the body positive movement to kind of get over that hump and now I'm just kind of like i I I cycled my little tricycle up the mm-hmm. hill and now mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, okay, here we go <laughs> all the way down, <laughs> hanging on for dear life, you know? <laughs> and I, I think we're all aware that if, when they finally do sarcastic fat people on the show, we'll get a lot of positivity porn thrown at our way. And 
that will be cringe and et cetera. Bra- being called brave, like yeah. being called brave for being fat. Oh boy. Um, what? <laughs> but it'll be a step in the right direction. And like you said, that's where a lot of us start. So I'm like very okay with that. Again, it'll be cringe, but that it's important for us to get there and like get that going. And that's why we're just trying to move the needle in any direction um, instead of just continuing to go backwards. So, you know, I guess what is there much else to say other than I I guess like on a a positive note is I am glad that they called you and you know you turned them down essentially but that means <laughs> that means that they are like they might have cast you like that's kind of big I mean I'm not trying to be like a weirdo or anything um I I have I I would say that I'm delusional on occasion, but I feel it in my bones that they would be silly to not put a person like me on their television screen. Um, I think I would just be like a really interesting person. Mm -hmm. I am a huge fan of reality TV. Mm -hmm. I think that the cool thing about reality TV is that, you know, with with TV and movies, you have actors that have this skill, but then there's reality TV, which is this social experiment that we just consume. And the only thing that these people need to do to be stars is be themselves. Good, bad, ugly. Mm -hmm. And we gobble that shit up. Mm -hmm. We love a spectacle. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing that producers of reality TV are going to do it's going to give us that. Yeah. And, um, you know, for a long time, the bachelor has been doing this sort of like most dramatic, the most crying seasons ever, but I feel like we're going in everything's, you know, swings on a pendulum, I feel. And I feel like Mm. we're swinging away from this wanting a lot of drama to having more of like a real life, uh, seeing people connect with each other and getting true, um, you know, romantic stories, but also like throughout the dating process, hearing stories that display like connection and how mm-hmm. we connect, how people connect romantically to one another. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I hope that like it, it does get t- to that because I think that there's something valuable in that. I feel like we we have we are the daughters of the moms who watched the bachelor we are yes. the people who have raised by people who watched the bachelor yeah um and it's interesting to see what like those people the children of the bachelor fans from the early years what they feel about the franchise at this point because i feel like it's a resounding this is boring this is predictable. Yeah. I don't see my friends or people that I know in these people mm-hmm. on my screen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why people like Caitlin Bristow were just like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. No, so um, true. Even, <laughs> I don't know, like just having real, you know, people on your screen that you can connect with and see some sort of like speck of familiarity yeah that's why gabby wendy was really fun you know mm-hmm. becca martinez really fun oh yeah so true people are so um, really yeah because she's just like real and like the i watched the um the middle american moms and the middle america type comments too they're not happy anymore because they aren't getting the real real romance that they used to get and what they really what really brought them to it. And so I do see that, that we're starting to maybe go there again. And I really hope that's true. But I agree that those people would, whether they are wanting to like 
sign our petition or not, they would be so amazed seeing fat people on the show because they would see themselves represented. And I think if the character that they had was like this badass who was just like living life and loving that, I can just see the tweets and the comments now like, yes, girl, you got my vote. Like, I'm here for you. Uh Like, the fat individual would be like spirited. Like, people would ride for them they would get hey i i know they would i absolutely but they would fucking mm. ride for them i think you would have to have like a very specific type of person who could navigate and maybe be like a uh an, amb- an ambassador, ambassador. yeah sort, yeah yeah of to, course um yeah. that way of thinking and be able to like have enough of maybe themselves figured out to be yeah. able to like yeah. persevere um you know the garbage ridiculous trolls it's so funny like the the times that I've uh encountered specifically just like male trolls pretending like they don't love fat women they are obsessed with fat women Mm -hmm. actually actually most of the time like yeah they're absolutely obsessed um and I've kind of learned to use it as like a a superpower um just because I like being able to control men so, <laughs> see i would so be good. incredible on this show Can you, you would imagine? be so good i know you'd be i so... know that they would villainize me though i same. know they would same absolutely and i'd be and... flirting with all the girls too it would be absolutely mayhem but there's there are so many fat influencers out there who already do all of this navigating of online trolls and online personas and out there doing outfits of the day, like uh-huh. literally nothing is wrong because there is nothing wrong with their body. Um, so the show is literally being ignorant. It's not ignorance, not even the word. They're just being outright uh, bigots because uh, and I said this to you privately and I'll say this lo- you know, publicly. They can scout people. They've scouted people before. Yeah. They scouted Tyler Cameron. They've scouted mm-hmm. many of people before. They can absolutely scout some fat models. I can give them a fucking couple model agencies down in LA if they want me to. And those model agencies have fat models on their roster. You can scout people. And the fact that they're not doing it is where the rubber hits the road. That's They're mm-hmm. not doing that. And I hope that they are behind the scenes now that things have started to get a little loud. That You can't turn away from it um Mike Fleiss I know you're listening I know you're a big fan of Britney (laughs) I know you tweeted her (laughs) big fan of her big fan love her love her Michael Fleiss love her let me on your boat bro let me on your I know you got a boat I got know you got at least one boat Mike Mike let me on your boat like us oh my god well, we'll get into this conversation a little bit more later on because it, it comes up. Um, let's talk about uh, some Bachelor Nation gossip real quick. I love gossip. I am a Gemini rising. This is going to be perfect. I love this. So uh, briefly, I just wanted to mention Chris Harrison is not coming back. It was reported that he might be being asked to come back as a Hail Mary for the show's horrible ratings. Uh, ABC quickly denied that and said, no, thank you. Um, we paid him his money. We're not going to give him his job yeah, back. Exactly. We gave him his money to go away and shut up. We're not giving him that motherfucker his job back. Yeah, How many million dollars? Six? What, nine. How much was it? I think nine. Nine million. Yeah. 
That would be so Honestly, embarrassing. I feel like he should have gotten more. Like he could have wagered more. <laughs> I thought that he was like honestly kind of a pussy about it. I feel like he could have like really been a little bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit more stern. He knows where the bodies are, so they want to pay. <laughs> they want him to shut up. <laughs> truly, uh, truly. So speaking of pussies, Nick Vial is back in the news again. He is every week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he cannot shut the fuck up so his ass went on call her daddy no sorry um he did do that a couple weeks ago he went on daddy issues podcast uh with violet benson is that her name who are these people i absolutely don't know i'm I'm not saying that as like a like who are these people because no. i i have a hundred thousand followers on tiktok i'm not getting big in my britches i just want to know who are these people no she's this blonde lady that just seems miserable (laughs) she asks him about his uh 18 year age gap and uh a a fair question honestly (laughs) good for her somebody had to ask it and he goes she's like well how how big's the age gap and he goes big enough and then um which i don't really know what he's trying to say like it, as if he probably I, said it in his like wannabe sexy voice you know how you get to like Rrr. yeah you're like big, big enough, enough. Huntsman, why does he talk like that he should be talking like this don't you know uh, he's so delusional oh my god and then he just goes to say that you know, we don't pretend that there isn't an age gap. Um, we just, you know, make it work. And we, I think everyone wants to say that they're the exception, not the rule. But, you know, I don't know. We, we just we just like, you know, make it work. And I'm like, what is any you didn't say anything. And <laughs> this violent when does he ever exactly when truly does he ever truly. It's just, it's embarrassing. Um, Can you tell I'm not a fan? <laughs> yeah. What I wanted to say is that the comment section of the video was so funny. There was literally one person who was like, I don't mind age gaps. Every single other person was like, this is disgusting. This is weird. This is creepy. Like going into like full on like TED talks in the comment sections about how like, yeah, age gaps aren't a problem. It's the problem when er- in which the woman or the younger person in general is under the age of 25 their brain hasn't even fucking fully formed not only that but like speaking of delusional he has a podcast has written books and claims to be this like relationship expert i correct me if i'm wrong he did not go to school for psychology or to help people with mental health correct no Okay, like, I don't care how many infographics you've read, you are not allowed to claim that you are a relationship expert and tout yourself as this relationship guru when you have an age gap like that and you're literally (laughs) a loser, four-time loser on a show where you didn't get married. You know Vanessa Grimaldi is just like, Bye. I have this really, really, really hot husband now. Which speaking uh, of age gap, is Silver he, Fox. He like I know. I said literally. Listen, she. But we she, love that. We love that. No, because she hot, was, calling the kettle black. It was probably we? thirty minimum, right? Like, come on, whatever. 
Um, he's just like yeah, like a silver fox, like Peter. Yeah, um, from, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he literally might be twenty five. I have no idea, and she's the one who's problematic, and we should cancel her. But uh, good for her. <laughs> um, never, we would never cancel. Well, and then so yeah, it's just like so funny. It's so it's so rich, and I hope nothing but the worst for him um he's such a goofball love that guy love that guy keep going buddy so speaking of his one of his exes uh i just want to briefly like mention i guess people think caitlin bristow and jason are on the rocks might be breaking up recently she made a post where in which she's like this is what a happy couple looks like and they look miserable um and she says like it is like uh crying for hours and talking about the hard thing I mean, it's just like one of those like long captions about all the like shitty yeah. things they have to go through now listen i i don't disagree like i think a real a real good relationship requires work so i'm not actually oh yeah sh- shitting on that but it it is i don't know right it's interesting yeah. yeah i don't know i'm kind of a caitlin baristow stan mm-hmm. i think that she doesn't like to herself as like a relationship expert, but what Caitlin Bristow always loves to do is try to be as relatable as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think she really connects with people in that way. I sense. Oh yeah. No, she's a relatable white woman. Cause she does a lot of microaggressions. <laughs> she does do though. No, just, but she was so good on dancing with the stars. It's right? very relatable. <laughs> I'm saying it's relatable. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying it's relatable. But I feel like she is maybe just trying to be like, I really relatable. She's trying to really be yeah, like, really relatable. Like, yeah, like extra. Yeah. And I get that. And that's her brand and go for it. But I don't know. And that uh, is, yeah, that is so her brand. I sense like when people, um, yeah, do like vague. Oh, my least favorite people are vague bookers. Mm-hmm. Like either tell us the drama or go play with your kids. Please. What are you doing? Please. I need to know. Anyone listening, DM me and let me know what is the drama. Because if somebody is a little more tuned in to what's happening, I need to know. I give it about 50-50. And then just one last thing. Again, I guess if anyone's listening and has an answer, are Kaylin and Dean married? Like, I can't get a sense of whether they're actually married. They make a million posts that are the most random things. They had that, like, engagement party, I thought. But now I'm like, was it a wedding? Because now she's on the podcast that he has with Jared. And it used to say, help, I suck at dating. And now it's called, help, we suck at being newlyweds. And because Jared's a newlywed, I guess, they've been married for, like, three years. But I'm like did Kaylin and Dean get married and it doesn't matter but it kind of does and I just want to know I just want, but then I saw this post she was like the soon to be Mrs. whatever Deanie babies <laughs> just like, <laughs> what is happening do you know I honestly I'm so glad you brought this up because I didn't realize that I have also been questioning this until yeah. you asked me where I was it's like so yeah are they just doing like an obscene like Maddie Pruitt level engagement announcements like an engagement photo shoot every week until your wedding yeah what is this I I um honestly like they're the type that probably have like ceremonies on like each continent and then like it's their own like mystic (laughs) marriage bond or some shit like that I don't know I've never heard the most real thing like that is yeah I'm taking that as a hundred percent fact I'm sorry (laughs) absolutely <laughs> oh those people they got a guy they got a they got a a guy who does marriages he, he's the drone he's the drone guy and he's their life 
he marries he's a sherpa yes oh so funny is that what they're called i think so i'm not sure okay oh you cancel me later okay so uh speaking of um mm, i always like to do a little segues but (laughs) speaking of i suck at dating help i suck at dating let's talk about this episode of the bachelor well don't we (laughs) smooth dive right in so smooth so folks i'm gonna give you a little too long didn't read about what happened in last night's wild episode and then Brittany and i are gonna talk about it so as if this year hasn't been enough for the uk you know with like the queen dying and Prince Harry talking about his oscillating penis every five seconds. Uh, they filmed The Bachelor there. <laughs> so it's just the hits just keep coming and I really feel for them. But I guess I don't know if you guys know this, but London is apparently the most romantic city in the fucking world. I only know this because every single woman and Zach had to say it in separate individual ITMs to the camera. Okay, I think they were like maybe talking about like England, like maybe like the countryside the moors jane austen romantic but like fish and chips (laughs) and then just like sorority girls running through the streets of london doing their worst their worst british accent i was like this like i know you can't be racist against white people but it like it did feel a little Um, I was like, I see why that tea thing happened. Whatever. Like, <laughs> chill, you guys. We cannot. We can't do Hassling that poor barkeep. Ugh. Leave her she alone. Looked like an ex- she looked like an extra from Les Mis. I had no idea what she was doing there. She, and she was just entertaining these women. Ugh. She's like, uh, is he worth it? And they were like, yeah. And she's like, please. Please be fucking for real for one. Be for real right now. (laughs) And she said it in a UK accent. He stood all of you up. Okay. I when I tell you, listen, if I I I don't know if you've ever been stood up, but I've Mm -hmm. been stood up. And it is quite possibly the worst feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. But to get stood up twice in one day. And I'm sorry, I know all of these lovely, beautiful, sweet baby angel ladies were being like, I'm here, you know, I hope Zach's feeling okay, blah, blah, blah. I would have been in the producer's fucking face with my finger getting really indignant really quick if that shit happened to me. You're going to make me shave my leg, moisturize my whole body they probably did like a little tanning like you know foam with their mitten that they packed and they and they shaved the toes and they got the chin hair and they tweezed their nipples even and they brushed their teeth and they flossed and they did their fake lashes they did everything and then they make them go and then and then that poor man that poor butler he was just trying to do his job you know, I would be going off on the producers. I'd be well, like, this is you. Shut the fuck up. You couldn't have told me. You know, he has COVID. Also, we'll get into it because gonna, I think I think some of the women were pretty pissy about it. And I'm standing it so hard. So <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. I'm going to follow your lead because I know this is just going to, I know I'm going to get to pour into you. I cannot wait. So um, Gabby, also known as Charlie D'Amelio, um, <clears throat> gets the first one-on-one and it's the coveted 
pretty woman date. Um, I think she looks like Courtney Robertson. Do you oh, think she looks like? Oh, I see it. Oh, I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm, combination. Okay. Love this. She's gorge. Uh, so it's the pretty woman date. It's like pretty cute. They make a perfume together, and Gabby tells on herself that she's a stoner because she's like this nice fucking dank weed. <laughs> and then and then Zach goes marijuana. Like, why do you gotta say it like that? <laughs> Are you a cop? You have to tell us. Cannabis, like, stop. <sighs> you don't need to tell me, like. No, what the chemical like compound like thing is like, like what, what is this like this smells like sativa um <laughs> so and then Zach in quotes buys her a dress um and then they play with some corgis on the uh the carpet it's weird um during this we get multiple they're cuts. throwing treats on them they're laying yeah. on the floor and you see them the producers or the PA whoever yeah. throwing treats are they trying to, to kill them? Are they trying to, like, the dogs are going to eat them alive? Like, what's happening? It's so, it's so. <laughs> like, you couldn't have just, like, maybe, like, laid together and then, like, opened up a jar of peanut butter? Yeah. Like, the smell alone would have intrigued them. They're corgis. They're inbred, very inbred corgis. <laughs> Why were they even on the floor? Okay. So, we get multiple cuts back to the hotel where in which 24-year-old Gare... Greer, it's Greer, uh, is losing her ever-loving fucking shit over not being picked for this date because T is her one defining characteristic. And Zach fucking knew that his this piece of shit. He denied her. Also, I have to say, I'm not surprised her conservative family likes T. To be fair, a lot of people make drinking their entire personality. She fair. just chose a different beverage. Okay. So oh my god. <laughs> the tea, the tea tattoo was shitty. I'm sorry. Um. <clears throat> oh my! It looked like a stick and poke. Did she get that in prison? Where is that from? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> is she like a like an art house girl? Did she get that behind that. a Fazoli's? What was it like when you were fighting people about blackface online and defending it? Were you like stick and poking yourself? I don't know when when it was done. Anyway. So this is the thing that you and I want to talk about. So okay, Gabby's trauma of the night is that her ex has made her feel shitty before about her body. And on top of generalized body image issues, we have nothing to say towards Gabby. She is wonderful. That's her story and her experience. Uh, and she is one of many who has been made to feel very bad about her body by society. Um, one of which positive representation would help um but zach chimes in to say yeah it fucking sucks being fat it make me sad um <laughs> make me big sad me want to eat sad. because sad yeah. but me not me because not me zach me strong good man <laughs> god damn it okay we'll talk about it actually a little bit more later so i want to get through the rest of this um anyways so I was wondering at the beginning of this episode who the new villain was going to be, you know, because like Zach's been fucking Axeman style. Shout out to the Rose Buddies podcast if anyone used to listen to that. He's been Axeman style, just like cutting, cutting ladies every here and there. And I was like, well, so who's going to be the new the new villain? Turns out none other than coronavirus. Uh, she's the new bitch in town and she gets him. And I have to say with a serious face, absolutely None of this is funny. Corona is very serious. It's a pandemic that's still raging. It's a 
it's a racism issue, it's a disability issue, it's very, very, very important. But what the rest of this episode was, was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. It was so funny. So fucking funny. <laughs> like seeing every all of these beautiful of girls. <laughs> seeing all of these beautiful girls. First of all, the producers were so shady. Just laying an iPad. You okay. It's so funny that because they like weren't showing the women back to them, all of the women were like, I don't like this. I hate it. They were I agree. So, it was like a cat with like on aluminum foil. They just were like jumping away from it, not knowing how to like even navigate these iPads. But you know that if the tables were turned and this were the bachelorette, the guys would be like on their tummies, like kicking their legs up, like full on iPad kid style. If this were boys, they'd be like, it's good to see you. Um, and like suck their thumb. Like, you know. Angles, it looks down at their dick in a way that makes it look like it's really big. Like forced perspective. They have like their Mountain Dew can next to it. Have you ever <laughs> FaceTimed a man? It's just like this all chin i we're looking at each other right now so you can you you guys can't see it but so funny it's what kat says later on in the episode whenever she's talking about her double chin oh i don't want you to see my double chin because that's undesirable i like to take medication from people who um have illnesses and (laughs) inject it into my body so that i am thinner and now that is really expensive, but that's a poor person's problem, not mine. <laughs> I have a Tesla. Stopping poor. Um, Stopping poor. Uh, yeah, it's just like it's just one thing after another. It's so like the Zoom of it all, the the rose ceremony. They have a cocktail party that's with that. They have a rose ceremony with this. Not even that nice of a screen. It's like a mid size, like eighty. <laughs> HDTV, just like right in front of the fucking plate of roses. It's what so if they would have had like a Zach cutout, like at a, like a blockbuster. Yes. That would have been so funny. Just feed in like the voice just behind can't. it, like it's whatever, fun. like make it funny at least. Like, can't you? These girls find... are gonna get it. Get they're about to get broken up with via Zoom in a different country. <laughs> like two people now have that experience in Bachelor history. Thank you for your service. Jesus H. Christ. This absolutely could have been an email. After getting stood up twice. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that. Day. So the women were properly cunty earlier when they were being stood up in the beginning. And I they it was chuffed. great. They were they like were right, chuff. Governor, governor, they were very mad. They were like, talk about an oscillating penis and frostbite. I am going to murder all of these people. They were so pissy and I love it. Um, Because it, it, it's like, it's irrational because like, he's sick. Like, what do you like? What do you like want from him? I get it. Like, I get that it's like hard and I get that it's hard that you like, then you get like secondary sewed up, but like, he's fucking sick. Like, what do you want? You're, you're like, what are you going to do? I was so appreciative of Katie, at least like, go on out like whatever we're gonna get day drunk like Mm -hmm. let's go stand in the in the in the phone booth Mm -hmm. like whatever uh kira was it kira who got the tassel in her face who was it (laughs) i'm not sure uh from the bagpipes oh yeah (laughs) which by the way sounded like a funeral (laughs) like they didn't even like play like some spice girls like if you would have played spice girls with those girl with 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 those ladies driving around in a double-decker bus they would have been like zach who 
I'm living, I'm living my, I'm spicing up my life. This is, let's turn this round upside down. Let's do this. You know what I mean? If you want to be mine, you indeed have to zig a zig ah. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Yeah, please. Like, listen. Yeah, it was just very funny. The whole thing top to bottom. Uh, Jesse trying to like get the girls hyped about the virtual cocktail party was so like April 2020. No, it's going to be great. It's so fine. Like, we're all going to have a good time. It's not a good time. Jesse doesn't know. At one point, Jesse asks Katie, I think, whoever the nurse is, whoever the remaining nurse is, <laughs> after the 20 before her were sent home. He's like, hey, you're a nurse. I, You must know how hard it is. My body, my bones left my body because I was like, is he about to ask her to like give him some care? I could I not. I thought the exact same thing. I thought she was going to have to go. Oh, my God. I recently Take watched his Harbor with Ben Affleck. Um, and Josh Hartnett, and I was, I thought she was going to go get, like, shipped off to war to go, like, mend his wounds. Can you, no. can you imagine, though, if the, 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 the prize for being the remaining nurse is that you get to quarantine with him for five days and take care of him? Can you imagine the unfair advantage those women would have left? I would have left, for sure. I would have been out of there. Also, let's bring into another part of the funniness for me was, like, can somebody check on Logan? Is he okay? Because he did not get COVID. I'm sorry to tell you. He did not get COVID, but Zach probably did. But at the same time, I'm like a little like, huh? Because how did Gabby not get it? Like what's happening? What there reality was no discussion. are we in? Yeah. <laughs> there was no discussion. Release the Gabby COVID tapes. I want to see her test. I want to see her results. I'm sorry. I need to literally see. But I just like, like I'm not going to be mean about it. Like I'm not be weird about it. I just need answers. And I think that like I say, I speak for the rest of Bachelor Nation that um, we would really appreciate your honesty, Gabby. Gabby, if you're listening to this, I adore you. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of you. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought your I thought your performance this episode was perfect. Are we going to discuss her coming back from the Pretty Woman date? Oh, yeah, let's do that. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the next part. And then we'll be, we can talk about the sad, fat stuff. Um, Beautiful. After her pretty woman date, she has, before going out to dinner with Zachary, she comes back into the fucking room. And it is one of the more petty comebacks to the room that I've seen in a while. It is, she has literally like a mountain of things. And the women, like a couple of the women are like losing it. And mind you, Greer was like literally like, my he like knew I was like born in a cup of tea and he did not take me on this date like it's just like she's like losing it and it's like girl Zach doesn't know your name he doesn't know shit about you he is not he did not like look at you and say I know she loves tea I'm not gonna choose her but it makes for good tv I guess and yeah what what are your thoughts like the women oh these are so petty I honest okay so the vibe that I get from Gabby is that she is a girl's girl I think she is like one of the favorites in the house I think that she gets along Mm -hmm. well with everybody Mm -hmm. and I think that she is a sleeper and not a lot Mm -hmm. of the other women are considering her as a big threat Mm -hmm. and honestly Zach's kind of doing this like tumbling around like it's not really following the typical flow Mm -hmm. of like being able to really pin down Mm -hmm. who his final four might be Absolutely. Which is very interesting to me. Yeah. But I think that Gabby is a sleeper mm-hmm. because her date went 
just about as well as it could. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that like having so many of the women be like, yeah, let's see. Yeah. Let's smell. Yeah. Let's look at your earrings and stuff like that. And then the moment that Greer stands up and walks out, the fact that Gabby's like, oh, I was not trying to be and being so sincere and so earnest. I like Gabby. Yeah. But I think she knew that telling and showing and following every whimsy that a request for her pretty woman date to see what she got. She answered that. I think that she took that every single time and was like, perfect. And as she should, and as she should, because at this point, at this point in the game, you need to be keeping tabs on every level of (laughs) togetherness of each of the women in the house. You need, and at any point in time, be able to affect it. And what I hear, what I'm hearing for you, Brittany, you think she's coached by clues. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing it. I think this, she has been talking throughout the entire season. Yeah. Very, um, clues. Yeah. She's been in the drama, but not in the drama. Never. 100%. Not in the drama, but around the drama. She nailed that uh, PTC, in my opinion, because she wasn't the problem in the PTC. It was Zachary, but she nailed it. Um, And, you know, yeah, look, you're right. I think, yeah, you're right. She (laughs) that's so perfectly done. God, I love her. So then, so Rhea gets up, she leaves to go cry. And uh, and Charity follows her and they're doing a little therapy session in the hallway of this hotel. And then fucking gabby has to like come out with her stuff and go to her room she literally like sidesteps both of them in a most like passive aggressive way ever um and then goes a little bit and says oh hey actually that's my that's room <laughs> the producers are so evil they put rear there so they get up they let gabby in and then she just closes the door and oh then- yeah didn't even yeah, entertain a a moment are you okay like can we talk about it you know in like romantic comedies when like they go on the other side of the door and then they "Ah," and like slide down the door I hope Gabby did that you earned that slide down the door girl you nailed that date the way she was I mean Zach wants to find his best friend family football and frozen pizzas and you know you want to know what Gabby heard she heard perfect because I don't want to marry you, but you want to be bros. I can be your best friend. I can be your best fucking friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is going to ride out the rest of this season. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my bones. Maybe I think she's going to be, I think she's going to be top two or three. Yeah. I think she's going to be top two or three. Yeah. It could be a nice bachelorette, but she's going to fantasy suites. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've never been so sure of anything in my life. And I will be so sad if I'm wrong. (laughs) I can't wait to catch up with that. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, He is forced to send home Mercedes and Kylie. Um, I'm only laughing because, uh, like, I don't think he wanted Greer to stay, but she's staying. Okay, hold on. They're... Their FaceTime 
Oh yeah, I keep missing it. This this episode was really good. Like, listen, folks, there was literally so much drama. I so forgot you're right. Their FaceTime, Greer and him. Oh my god. So she tells him it's the thing that like 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 my horror, like my my nightmares are made of. Yeah, I want to say I just talked a lot of shit about her. I am team Greer in this moment. And this is the only moment I've ever been team Greer. (laughs) For the record, your honor, your honor, for the record, I have never ever ever been team Greer but this was so fucking weird yeah on Zach's part absolutely Just so fucking weird on a human level she's like uh listen I know this is really hard because like I'm in sales and I know how I got COVID once like before the quarter was almost done and like it was really stressful because you care a lot and he's like <laughs> listen bitch Literally turns his body and laughs Laughs at at her her and is like, no, 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 no. I, this is not like a job. This is serious. I'm finding a best friend. I'm finding a wife. Like, this is all this bullshit. And he, like, and she starts, like, spiraling and tries to, like, cover it up. She's trying. And then it's, yeah, literally, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to, like, diminish it. I was just, like, trying to relate. And he's like, yeah, but I really want you to know. He like take it. I want you to know that I don't like what you like said. It was weird. Uh, My eye is twitching. It, it's it. It was so weird because it was clearly a miscommunication from the jump. Mm-hmm. He was probably projecting mm-hmm. and feeling really insecure about mm-hmm. the pressure of finding a wife at the end of this, mm-hmm. and completely projected that onto onto her. Mm-hmm. And I say this because as soon as she sensed that he was feeling frustrated by her response, by her comparing the two, he was frustrated because she, he was, because she was comparing her getting COVID during a stressful time in her career to him getting COVID in a stressful time when he's doing a job essentially, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but finding is. love. Yeah. He thought that she was trying to connect on the stressful things that they were going through, but she was literally just comparing times that they had COVID. Can you imagine going like trying to com- like connect and connect with somebody in a in a time where you're you can't be with them, you can't be really get Zoom. a read on what's going on through a Zoom call and she's just trying to like hey I, I'm not going through what you're going through. This is what happened to me sharing a story, trying to connect. And he completely like wonder woman wrist band, all of her efforts to try and connect. And then she, she immediately Mm -hmm. understood Mm -hmm. what was going on, Mm -hmm. apologized for it and reiterated. I'm not trying to compare you finding a wife to my career. She was, she probably was like, I was literally just trying to talk about the times that we both had COVID during stressful times in our life. And then he, and then he reiterated again and laughed at her again and was like, yeah, well, I just think that, you know, those are two completely different things. And each time he's being really condescending and essentially laughing at her, he's like closing his eyes and turning his body away. It's just so dismissive of her feelings. I can only imagine she felt really unseen in that Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. And if anybody's had a conversation with a man or anybody for that matter, and had that happen to them, it is one of the most demeaning feelings you can feel. You feel like a child, you feel um, not heard, you feel unseen. And it's 
it makes you feel little and like you have no voice. And um, that sucks. She yeah. had a really bad, re- bad reaction to it. And I would have felt the same way. I would have felt really, really bad about it. Uh, I would have too. And it just reminds me that of like all those commentary about Rachel Recchio about being like this separate person that he didn't expect. I felt this was yes. very, this was very much what he's like going off on. Like this is the Zach, the side of Zach that uh, maybe Greer or anyone else wouldn't have known existed. And then all of a sudden he's being a fucking condescending dick. And you're like, oh, this is not the person I thought I was like dating. And it just goes to show like, Rachel saw it. Like, I'm not, okay, I'm not trying to like do broad. There's rumors, you know, there's rumors that his family's MAGA. Yeah. There's rumors that his, that his uncle is MAGA. And we do know one thing about Rachel and that her best friend is gay. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that from what I get from what's her dad's name, Tony, he looks like a big Tony to me. Yeah. What I get from big Tony is that um, he's probably also very conservative, but that's daddy, you know, but Rachel, Rachel has gone on record to say that she's progressive. She has. And and I believe that I believe that she is progressive and she's wanting to find a partner who shares those progressive um, values that she does so that she can create a family. And then that can be her base because she probably doesn't agree with her dad on a lot of things. No. And I have a feeling that maybe something about LGBTQ rights mm-hmm. came abortion. up in the bedroom when they were talking abortion. Mm-hmm. I, because what Rachel has spoken, Said. like what she's talked about recently on podcasts is that specifically, you know, talking about when your kids, when you have kids, what would you do? What a, I, I would not put it past Rachel to talk about Hey, what if our kids were gay? Hey, what if mm-hmm. our kids were trans? Mm-hmm. And coming to him and asking him something like that, I wonder what he would say. Exactly. I wonder what he would say. Yeah. It's not that Rachel switched up personalities on you, dude. She's, She's just so allowed to change her mind. Mind. And there's the there it is. Boom. Put that on a fucking sticker. <laughs> She's allowed to change her mind Uh, and it's nothing against you. It's compatibility. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal, dude. But he, that's, I guess my point is, is he took this moment so personal and it goes to show. I'm seeing a pattern. Yeah, exactly. When there's moments that they call out him, he, he has acted so swiftly when it's somebody else's thing, right? They come to him. Hey, Zach, this lady's doing some bad things. Done. He's a Leo fire sign. Leo it's ego. As soon as somebody doesn't do something his way, Mm -hmm. he dismisses them because it's an ego thing. You're not doing my things my way. He's a Leo. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. So we we figured it out, everybody. So anyway, he keeps her though, because the producers make him that's long. The short of it is to say that he clearly did not want to keep her. And it's unfortunate that uh, Mercedes and Kylie had to, suffer yes for that i'm so sad to see mercedes go i hope to see her on sand yeah i think she's beautiful i think she's funny i think she has a really good um spirit about her and i i'm really hopeful that i'll see her in bachelor in paradise same i bet we will uh so i guess um do we have anything i mean i kept saying we'll go back to talking about zach and his his veiled fat phobia um i mean what more is there really to say about it than we've said before it's just that it's not zach isn't the problem it's society who's convinced him and other people that being fat is 
bad and healthy and and that you can't be loved and you must lose it to do that um but the show is the problem you know they just continue to showcase this they showed it case it as his ptc before and i knew it would come at some point during this season i will say if this is all we get okay not bad if i have to (laughs) if i have to be like if i have to rate it not bad if he never mentions it again i'll be grateful but yeah do you have any opinions on just like this is like just another reason why they say, why aren't more fat people applying to be on the show? You know, that's such a good question. While you were talking about, you know, touching on like, you know, the things that he's shared in the past about himself, you know, everybody is on a journey. Yes. I feel when it comes to um, learning to get to a place with yourself where mm-hmm. you're able to, if not, if you can't embrace it, then see it as a Mm non-issue um and it is a difficult thing to do because of society Mm -hmm. um and I am lucky that as a child I was able to see in the moments when my mom would talk poorly about herself you know comment on her round face and how it was undesirable but my round face was the most beautiful thing in the world I love that I hope that you know Mm -hmm. I hope that other people can, can get to there. I don't know why my brain was wired this way Mm -hmm. Um, to Mm -hmm. probably because I'm an only child, probably because I'm a Sagittarius sun, Gemini rising Libra moon. Um, I don't know why I have this relationship with my body the way I do, but I hope that um, people can follow people that make them happy Mm -hmm. um, that, look the way they look and live the lives in similar bodies that they live in and um, find networks of people uh, who like to do the things that you like to do. And um, that's what helped me so much is I, I was always had pretty good body confidence, but I had, I've had moments I've had years, you know, where I've had troubles. I had good body confidence after I left my ex-husband who fat shamed me, but after I left him and I found myself, I was good, much better. So had my moments, but following as many fat creators as possible, as humanly possible. Unfollow like, people that make uh, you feel bad about exactly, yourself. Absolutely. If you don't owe it to anybody to follow them, even acquaintances, even close friends. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put up with that. Mm-hmm. And and if and hopefully you're comfortable if you're if it is a closer person, hopefully they'll understand, you know, and maybe that that's a conversation that you guys can have together because it is I had difficult conversations with my family during the mm. Super Bowl even. Mm. People talking about like, "Oh, it's it's, you know, it's not January anymore and I'm falling off my diet already and mm. oh, I'm going to have to hit the gym tomorrow to eat this and you know, all this talk about, you know, the weight that they have lost and shaming themselves for eating the food that they do. I mean, I I'm in the Midwest. I'm in the I Bible can't. Yeah, like I can't this imagine. is so in, this is so ingrained, but you know, that's why I am where I am and I'm doing the work that I'm doing. And I can only imagine that Zach and growing up in Texas mm-hmm. um, probably endured something maybe similar. He does seem like a weirdo. He gives me um, kind of school shooter vibes, if I'm being honest. Once I saw his uh, his band video, <laughs> I'm sorry. He oh, gives me that. I'm sorry. It. No, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I went, I went way silly in a very serious moment. I do that sometimes. I'm sorry. Uh, Um, (laughs) It's my way of coping. Uh, 
but yeah, I can only imagine the things that he's gone through and it is a journey. And I hope that he does get to the point where he's able to not talk about himself that way because it, when, when people who have evolved past that hear other people talking that way in my, from my perspective, I feel, I don't want you to feel that way. Mm You deserve to not feel that way. You deserve yeah, to absolutely um, feel feel lighter in a different sense. Yeah, the mental like struggles of not feeling worthy. Like how yeah. how it's so sad. It's I agree, and um, we were talking some shit, but it I it, as I've said many times, it's not Zach. It's the show. It's it affects society. men. It, it affects, affects men 100%. Yeah. Clayton my has been is on my heart. Person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speak to that. I my mean, my boyfriend's a fat person and being in a relationship with a fat person who has had the, like the exact opposite mm-hmm. um, experience growing up to me and as than I have, um, you know, and connecting on that level, you know, learning from each other. I remember earlier on in our relationship, he was working out a lot and um, kind of eating in to me, extreme moderation. And I made comments just like trying to joke it off and be funny with Mm -hmm. him. But then he was like vulnerable with me and kind of got defensive and was like, but this is what I need to feel good. Mm -hmm. And through time, like we eat what we want when we want, because we Mm -hmm. deserve it. We don't have to earn our food to get energy and be happy. And we deserve to have butter and sugar and bread and potatoes and cheese. And we drink water and we eat and we, and we move when we want to, to feel joy. And that's what it is. I don't deserve cheese because I have IBS. Um, so I take offense to that, but <laughs> my poops have been pretty horrible. Shout out, shout out. Talking about stress shits. Yeah, exactly. Stretch out, uh, shout out to the people who listen to this podcast to hear us talk about our poops. I haven't been doing it much lately. Y'all. I had a boba tea last week and I think the milk like fucked me up royally. I was like so bloated for like three days. I like was about to die. So then I had to it take some little smooth... bubbles in your body. Yeah. And I had to take a little smooth move tea. Got me going right y'all. So anyway, poop, poop corner coming back at you. I'll be better about it. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. I think, uh, what I heard from you in a lot of ways, it was a lot of great things, but something that made me feel good in my heart is you working together with your boyfriend to like find a a place for both of you to really be authentic and feel comfortable and safe and i think that we need to continue to do that in society to other people that we don't know and to continue to just like work together and i think that that is a great mission and a good like thing and i think your video and getting your platform bigger and reaching more people is going to help that cuz that is because you're right. We, it, it's like, so it's like literally your entire life. You have to unlearn in some cases. Um, and that is not your fault. I'm talking to the person who's listening right now. That's not your fault. And, uh, yeah, it's, it sucks. Um, it doesn't mean you can continue to cause harm when you've learned, but it'll take a lot of unlearning and a lot of help from communities so as Brittany and I both said, just start following as many people as you can who are look like you or, or bigger and unfollow all the people who uh, talk about how they earned a meal. <laughs> it shouldn't bum you out to go like flip through your stories. It should be full of silly memes, 
and my TikToks because you're sharing them over and over and over again. I did want to ask you, I did want to bring up one thing and ask you one thing because I need to know your opinion. Mm. Were you a fan of Ben Smith on Tasha season Mm -hmm. and his discussion with his body? Yeah, that was a little, that was a little bit still in the time of my opinion with fat discussion on The Bachelor where I was just more like, I ha- I saw no hope. I saw no light at the tunnel. Um, many people have heard me say this before. Before we started the campaign, I was the, the people would come to me and say, Jenna, do you think we'll ever have any fat people in the show? And I said, I don't want it. Don't do it. Don't bother. Because I was very concerned about what the show would don't do. Don't put them through it. Don't yeah, don't put them put through, through it. it. Like I can't even. And then I evolved to the point where I was like, that's a not great answer because we're never going to get anywhere that doesn't save anything that doesn't help people that doesn't help me doesn't help other viewers it doesn't help uh, ben it doesn't help any of these people so i guess i'm a little fuzzy on how i thought of it at the time i think in many ways ben's story is still very compelling because he was really honest about how hard it was to like have an eating disorder and i think that was really important for a man to talk about too and i think that it really tied in the mental like illness factor of it too and i think if i remember correctly he didn't he did come out i think from like a non-shameful way like it wasn't like you mm-hmm. should also have an eating so- eating disorder kind of vibe. And I think that was one of the rare times we've heard discussions of eating disorders on the show where in which it wasn't like, I'm kind of glad I had one, you know, like maybe that, and I, uh, that might be a really bad thing I said, but I, said <laughs> I didn't perceive it as <laughs> what I think you're thinking. I, yeah. I, I know I see what you're saying because I felt like he definitely, um, came from it in just like a really vulnerable way i think like it, it almost super killed valuable. him like it was like you know like he, i mean it wasn't good for him to have it it's not good for, it's not a good thing you know it's, it was, it's, a, well, it's and, a real thing but it's and it was obviously affecting his mental health too yeah. and i think it was important i just think it was really important for you know not only just somebody but like a man to talk mm-hmm. about it on the show and i don't know if you follow him i'm a huge ben smith ben smith yeah. I know you're not listening. Maybe you are. Oh, maybe I, I'm going to send him this clip. Um, I'm a big fan of yours. Big, big fan. I watch all of your TikToks because you do like ice dunks, ice bath dunks. Um, Does he talk about fitness in a way that's about just, you know, feeling strong and things like that? He talks about a lot about how um, fitness is a big motivator for him because it like helps him with his mental health, yeah, which is great. He also practices intuitive eating. I love that. See, that's just great. Love. Yeah. That's great um, to have that, that platform. Mm-hmm. And definitely um, smashes the like myths of like, you know, any sort of dieting or. Yeah. No, see, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, well, I, I, I really like him. I think he, I think he follows up with what he what he says Preaches, you know yeah you know thank you for mentioning that i think i maybe will reach out to, to ben and just like chat to him um because i bet he would be maybe a good ally to have in our corner I'll, I'll yeah i'm not sure i i follow him by just the algorithm doesn't give me him which is a shame because he is very it, attractive. It, it doesn't give a nearly <laughs> enough of him to me either. <laughs> exactly you're stop- I'd stalker like to file a com- i'd like to file a complaint with tiktok <laughs> instead of see less of this i need to see more of ben smith so true. Um, so 
quickly, I guess, do we have a rose and a thorn for this episode? What was the moment you really liked? What was the moment that you could have done without? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that honestly, the the my favorite moment was when Gabby said weed and Zach responded with marijuana as if she could mean anything else because it was so funny because he smelled it and he was like Christmas tree. And she was like, yeah, with like maybe maybe a little bit of weed. And he goes, marijuana? <laughs> it's just, it made me, it it was the funniest thing I think I've ever seen on the show. And I rewatched it multiple times. Me and my boyfriend were cackling. I loved it. Um, what was your, what was your rose? Uh, every single time a woman said, I can't see myself on this screen. And I hate that. <laughs> it's the most relatable thing. At least Greer said it. At least Greer said it. Because I know I don't know about you, but I've been watching myself a good portion of this Zoom call. Literally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I literally. <laughs> I have and this isn't even going to be displayed like. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I've been staring straight at myself. I absolutely loved every time all the women, there was like three of them that were like, I can't see myself. And Zach was like, what? It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> I can't. You have a whole setup and they just have like an iPad on a couch. <laughs> Stupid. It was so strange. Thorn. Yeah. And then my thorn, probably my thorn was the god awful pun that Zach did to Charity when he gave her the Big Ben clock. And he said, what did he, it was like, what could have been? The the time that could have been was a big loss, I think. I don't remember it if that tells you how much of a punch it packed not a lot for me I felt bad for charity the fact that the fact that she was able to muster up those tears of gratitude where is her Oscar where is her Emmy mm-hmm. yeah she's an EGOT winner for that performance mm-hmm. um because I would have like rolled my eyes and looked at the producers and been like can you take this off me it's time to go can you get this mic please I'm going home Pulling a gen, pulling a Genevieve Parisi, yeah. grabbing my little rolly suitcase and scooting out of there. Don't follow me, <laughs> Aaron. Get out of my way on this cobblestone Bye. path. You have no idea how hard it is to navigate this uh, fucking suitcase. What was your thorn? It would be charity related as well, in the sense that uh, she did a lot of therapy for her career, and I feel like she should have gotten paid for it. And I am sad for the emotional labor that she provided in that moment for free, and that makes me sad. And it was just true. I guess gorgeous. It's great of her. Like it's like. It should be a thorn or a rose, I suppose. But I was just like, I felt bad. And I didn't, I was like, oh, don't, go let her cry. She's 24. She'll figure it out. These, all these girls are nice girls. Nobody wants to be a mean girl. Exactly. No, it's very, I'm loving all these girls right now. I genuinely feel connected to pretty much all of them in some regard. And that's pretty exciting for me considering the last couple of seasons, I have not felt that way. Is just like the really meek one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Dark horse. I, I I don't know. Maybe not. There's something about her that just seems... Okay. I'm not saying this is it. I am a different person than when I am when I'm on, you Mm -hmm. know? But the way she acts towards Zach is very, like, I'm shaking, like, frightened chihuahua. Like, she's a little dog in the big dog park. She needs to be in the little dog park section, you know? 
I don't, that was a bad, I, no, I think she's beautiful good. and wonderful, but, and then, but then I see her TikToks and she's like this sexy being oh, okay. and I'm also like, you're gorgeous. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, come on. I'm kind of like. Oh, fascinating. But that's I what I'm saying. I feel like was... she's playing it well. I thought, I think that she could also be being coached and could go far. I do see good, like, major, like, good girl. Mm-hmm. Go- this is what you need to go with and run, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, so true. So true. Yeah. Give, give somebody needs, yeah, Greer needs to Venmo uh, charity. Post haste. <laughs> Don't and... do an emoji. Don't do a weird emoji, Greer. Trying to be funny. Just. The little just, couch emoji for like therapy. That one would yes. work. I would allow that one. Perfect. <laughs> That's the only That's one. That's it. That's just not, little. it's not weird. It's just, just a couch. Just therapy. a couch. Oh, Brittany, this has been so much fun. I have not laughed as long and hard in a minute. And I can't wait to get canceled for all the really weird shit you said. Uh, <laughs> what did I say? You called him a fucking school shooter. Was that bad? I'm keeping it in. Um, where can people harass you and um and not me online and follow you, get updates in your comedy, all this stuff and okay. all of that. By saying that Zach looked like a school shooter, it doesn't mean I invented school shooters. Like I didn't create that thing. I called him. I called his vibes that in yeah. in middle school. And to be fair boys in middle school are just weird like they look like yeah. they, all their clothes should be crusty i digress Listen, he didn't shoot anybody he got out of and school he didn't, he didn't. <laughs> so he, we're he good picked a, he picked up he picked a musical he picked up a musical mm-hmm. instrument and did something artistic and that's a good thing to do yeah zach, good job good job zach, zach. <laughs> um people can follow me pretty much everywhere at bt from kc um you can follow my instagram to find out if i will be performing in a city near you i usually post like my comedy dates on there Um, i'll post more video content on tiktok and um that's mostly it i'm not very good on twitter i i i just like to creep yeah, it's a it's a it's an art form, and it, I'm not necessarily an artist. Um, I leave that to the, the artists. There's something like weird about being Twitter famous. It feels like the people who like were in student government. Like it's just like that's good for you, not for me. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, you're smart. Good job. Uh, us lowly fats are going to be over on TikTok <laughs> making fart jokes and getting viral for Gaylor shit. One of my Gaylor videos I just posted yesterday is going up. It's going up. I would love to get to get viral for that. So yeah, make sure you're following Brittany on all those. I'll, of course, put the links in the Instagram and in the caption and make sure you're doing that and following her and we did it week five. We're basically at the halfway point. We have a couple more weeks. We'll have, you know, a woman tell all we'll have probably a two-parter finale. I do not know what's going to happen this season. I'm very interested in it at this point. Um, I am excited for the inevitable downfall of Zach. Uh, 
not because I want him to have any pain, but I just, it's always like everyone, everyone's getting a little close to like making him a king. And I just wonder how it's all going to fall apart, but I do not wish any harm against him. <laughs> just as a petty no. bitch with a podcast, the content will be there. Uh, yeah. With that, thank you again, Brittany. And thank you everyone for listening. Have a good night. <laughs> Masturbate <laughs> and get high, I guess. Yeah, I plan on it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Descartes Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a Smile and at Drunk Feminist. Descartes Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye! Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.